This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or for His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Hey, good morning, and welcome to our online service. I'm Chaplain Amy Bauman, and whether this is your first time joining us or you have been following along week after week, I'm just so glad that you're here. And I pray that these next few minutes will draw you closer to the Lord, that you'll have this time to worship Him, spend time with Him, and hear exactly what it is that He wants to say to you today. So let's get started. I'm going to open this up with prayer, and then we will begin. Father God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity to spend this time together as a community, And I just pray that you will open our hearts and our ears for what it is that you want to say to us. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Anoint me so that I may speak your truth with love. Thank you for what you are going to do, Lord. We give you space to to work and move and reign. We love you. We praise you. And we ask all of these things in your son's precious name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's get started. We see the story of Jesus going to the cross and everything seems to kind of be hand in hand. And then there's this one character that seems to interrupt the narrative. His name's Barabbas. We don't even know much about him except that he's a murderer, a leader of an insurrection, a rebel. And so in this moment, Pilate thinks, I hold the destinies of these two men in my hand. I know the Jews have a tradition that on a holy day, I will release one of the prisoners on death row. Pilate stands on this audacious stage who now presents Jesus, son of the living God, versus Barabbas, the thug and rebel. He says, all right, who do you want? Jesus? What has he done but heal, restore, deliver, set free, open blind eyes, open deaf ears, heal the lame and the leper? What what has Jesus done? Who do you want? We want Barabbas. Yeah. Give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. So today I wanted to take some time and look at Barabbas. Now, if you want to open your Bibles with me, we will be kind of focusing um, on Matthew uh, chapter 27 and going between verses 12 through 26. So when we look at this part of the story, Jesus is before Pontius Pilate and All of a sudden, the scene is kind of interrupted, and on comes Barabbas. So what do we really know about him? Well, he was a prisoner uh, mentioned in all four of the Gospels. He was chosen by the crowd over Jesus to be released by Pontius Pilate. Now, the Bible tells us that it was the governor's custom 
at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. So when Barabbas comes on the scene, this is all we know about him is what we see, you know, in front of us, what we're reading about. Now in Matthew 27, 16, Barabbas is called a notorious prisoner. And both Mark and Luke, Mark in 15, 7 and Luke in 23, 19, describe him as he was in prison with the rebels who had committed murder during the insurrection against the occupying Roman forces. And then John uh, 1840 describes him as a bandit. So um, all of them are describing Barabbas as someone who is, who is not a good man, who is a rebel, who's been leading rebellion against the Roman Empire, and um, is a murderer. And so he is not a good person that's portrayed in the Gospels. The name Barabbas appears nowhere else in Scripture especially New Testament, and they don't give us any information about who Barabbas was in his life besides these um, adjectives, you know, rebel, rebel, um, murderer, bandit, and whatnot. But the Bible does say his full name was Jesus Barabbas. And that's really interesting. Now, I didn't know that Jesus was a common first name in Bible times. And so when you look at the scripture and, and you're reading um, what Pilate is saying to the crowd in Pilate's words, which one do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? It, it kind of takes you off guard. And as these two men stand before the crowd, Luke continues to point out um, the, the differences between them. Both of these men with their first name of Jesus standing before the crowd. And Pilate says three different times in different ways as he's addressing the crowd, he's talking about the innocence of Jesus. Verse 15, look nothing deserving death has been done by him. Here's this man. He hasn't done anything that deserves death, and yet you're calling for his um, crucifixion. Verse 20, Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus. He wants to release them, uh, he, release him. He wants to let him go, and um, he doesn't want to have anything to do with the crucifixion of this man. And then a third time in verse 22, Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no guilt deserving death. I have had the opportunity to watch the movie, The Passion of the Christ, the one that's produced by Bruce Davey, Mel Gibson, and Stephen McEvity. And they portray Barabbas in this part of the story as this very evil man. Now he stands next to Jesus. He comes on the scene and visually you're watching all of this unfold. And here he comes standing next to Jesus and he is just the exact opposite of an innocent man. He is making these gestures to the crowd. He's groaning and grunting like this animal. And you can just see it on his face that he 
um, is not a good man, that he has had a terrible uh, life, made terrible decisions, and just everything oozes out of him that he is evil and, and full of sin. And the comparison that the producers make in this is just grossly contrasted, right? You've got Jesus who's innocent and you've got Barabbas who is guilty. And the people watching can see that. Now we know, you know, as we have watched the movie or we've read the story, um, we know what Jesus has done. You know, he's healed the sick. He's given sight to the blind. He's raised the dead. He's been preaching and teaching um, throughout the area, um, letting people know about God's love and ministering to them in a very new way. And yet the same crowd that Jesus has spent all of this time with is yelling, crucify him. We want um, Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. And I think at, at this point, when you're, when you're watching the story unfold and you see Barabbas come on stage and you can see how evil he is and, and his mannerisms and, and you see Jesus, you know, just standing before the crowd, his eyes, you know, um, closed or in just this reverence position, um, feeling, you know, the weight of the circumstances and the situation and that everybody wants him dead. It's in that moment that we realize that the, the person realizes that I realize that, that we are Barabbas, right? We're standing shoulder to shoulder every day with Jesus. And my friends, the same person that took Barabbas's place, you know, Jesus takes our place every single day. We are Barabbas. We stand every day before God, shoulder to shoulder with Jesus, guilty, deserving of death, rebels filled with sin. And what happens? Jesus takes our place. And, and that's what happens in the movie. If you ever watch the movie, that's what happens in, in Matthew 27, is that Pontius Pilate offers up for for Barabbas to be released um, to the crowd and ask the crowd, you know, whom do you want me to release? And they say, release Barabbas. So Jesus now has is stepped in to that role and he's the one that dies on the cross. He's the one that takes all of our sins. He's the one that takes our place. And doesn't this seem like, like a gift? I mean, when you see Barabbas be released, there's part of you that says, wait a second, that's a guilty man. He needs to pay the punishment. He needs to be sent back to jail or he needs to die. What just happened there is this like free get out of jail card for Barabbas. After everything that he's done and the life that he's, you know, lived and the way that he's murdered people and and led these rebellious acts against the Roman government and 
insurrection and everything that he has done, he gets just to walk down the stairs into the crowd and go free. And as we read this, or if you watch the movie, you are just so angry that this is happening. But, but that is the gift. It is called salvation. Scripture teaches us that salvation, salvation is this undeserved gift that we receive when we place our faith in Jesus Christ and we confess that he is Lord of our life. That moment when we genuinely trust Jesus and serve him and ask him to save us, we are justified. We are forgiven. We receive everlasting life. And we can see as, as we are standing next to Jesus and, and we are Barabbas and we have you know, sinned and, and had this life full of sin and, and, and choices that we've made that were wrong and the consequences of all of that. And, and God looks at both Jesus and us Jesus' blood on the cross washes away every sin, every bad choice, every mistake. And all God sees because of Jesus is us standing there next to, next to Jesus in these white robes washed completely by Jesus' blood. And he sees us without sin, without blemish, without a mark standing as white as snow. I never thought too much about Barabbas other than that there was this exchange that as I read the story and as I watched the movie, it shouldn't have happened, right? But this is what happens to us every day. Jesus takes our place. When we rely on him, and ask him to be Savior and Lord of our life. We get the get out of jail free card. We get to keep walking and keep moving and keep living the rest of our life because of what Jesus did on the cross. And what he did was this amazing selfless act that is infathomable. My question for you today is have you ever received this gift? Have you invited Jesus in your heart to be your Savior and your Lord? We are going to spend the next few minutes in prayer and participate in the Lord's Supper. But if you are ready to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you want to recommit your life you want to use this moment right now recognizing that you are Barabbas, that, that Jesus took your place, that you were supposed to die and, and you should die for all of the sins that you have made and, and all of the, the chances that you've taken and, and all the do-overs and all the times that you've come to this exact point and, and, and you should have um, asked Jesus to come into your heart. Now is the time. Now is the time to make that commitment or to recommit and to follow him from this day forward. If you're ready to do that, then I would like you to bow your heads with me now as we say this prayer. As we 
we recognize that we are Barabbas, but that Jesus wants to take our place instead. Dear Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for me and my sins and that you rose again from the dead. Right now in this moment, I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior from this day forward. And I ask all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus who saves. Amen. If my life could tell a story If my heart could sing a song If I have a testimony If I have anything at all No one ever cared for me like Jesus his faithful hand has held me all this way And when I'm old and gray and all my days are numbered on the earth Let it be known in you alone My joy is found Oh, I found Let my children tell their children Let this be their memory That all my treasure was in heaven And you are everything to me No one ever cared Jesus, His faithful hand has held me all this way, and when I'm old and gray and all my days are numbered on the earth, let it be known in you alone, my joy is found.
Thank you so much for joining us today. I just pray that you were blessed by the sermon and by the Lord's Supper and the music. And if you said the sinner's prayer, if you committed your life to Jesus for the very first time, or you recommitted your life and are ready to serve him, we want to know about it. Let us know in the comments or remarks. We want to shout it from the rooftops. We want to just walk alongside of you as you are taking these next steps on this new journey and praise God for what he is going to do. So let us know. Um, we're just so happy for you, so excited, and uh, can't wait to see everything that the Lord is going to do in your life. Don't forget to use the resources that are available on the Forest Glory Ministry page. You can go to my website, amybauman.com. Uh, we have a daily devotional and a prayer wall and a podcast and all kinds of ways for you to stay connected, to be renewing your mind and learning more about Jesus. So thanks again. I wish you a wonderful week full of God's peace and blessings and love. And until next time, until we can be together again. Be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.